All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back for another episode of Check Your Six. This week we're going to be talking about the final week of Phase 1 in CR6, and we'll be talking about the U.S. national matches that came up for the Eastern and Western Conferences of Stage 3. Uh, this was big week for a lot of teams in Collegiate R6, because if you were one of the teams who were 3-0 and you went 4-0, that got you into the Premier League. So those, I believe, 14 teams who are 4-0 right now are going to be going into the Premier League. Yeah, 13 teams. So then there's a lot of familiar names here. In the first place, we have CSULB, Division One team, sitting at 4-0 against opponents who had one of the highest win rate percentages that I've seen in the roster of all the 210 teams. Their opponents had a 72.9% chance to win, um, or that was their win rate when we were looking at um, when we're looking at the stats right now. So like that's just an incredible spree. Like all second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, they all had a lower winning percentage opponents. So that's kudos to CSULB, and that's the same school that finished. What was it second in the first season and they were i think they were top eight last season yeah i think yeah if i remember correctly they were so i mean that's huge like that team is very clearly they have a, a steady roster they know what they're playing they know what they're doing they're and they're number one for a reason but following up underneath them being grand canyon university another familiar face like now we're starting to see those returning teams come out. So Grand Canyon University, FIU, ASU Maroon, and San Jose and Cincinnati, they were all there. Um, I believe all of those teams made it through playoffs last year, uh, at least division playoffs, not necessarily national playoffs. Yeah, I believe, yeah, Grand Canyon University did, I believe, because they were, I think... The first team that we played in the playoffs last season, um, I, if I remember correctly, so um, they made it into playoffs. Didn't get very far, unfortunately. When you saw that they were right on, you said they were number two currently. Yeah. Is it their varsity team? Does it say Grand Canyon yeah. University yeah. varsity? Okay. It says varsity. So yeah, it is them. So yeah, um, I'm I'm gonna make the safe assumption that they're going to make it pretty far. They're going to make, they're going to safely make it into premier league, which uh, starts next week. So I'm looking forward to seeing them play. And then you remember FIU from last year, ASU Maroon. I trying to remember where Arizona state was last year. Oh, here they are. Uh... Arizona state. Um, I don't remember seeing them. Last semester, uh, Lion Group two, seven zero and one. It looks like seven zero and two. So second place in Lion Group two, just under University of British Columbia, which was which is number seven on the list. So they okay, ended yeah. up they ended up winning out in this week's or in this phase's ranking because of their opponents being more difficult. I, I guess is an easier way of putting that. Okay, yeah. That makes sense. And 
there was one cool stat I want to point out. Like I'm going to highlight number 14, the first team to not go 4-0, who will almost assuredly make it into Premier League, Iowa State University. 3-1, no ties, but their opponent's win rate was 75%. So that means every one of their opponents also went 3-1. and one. Oh, wow. Okay. Which means they had the toughest roster of anyone who didn't go perfect. And they still went... Well, what did you say? that They're 4-0? They went 3-0-1. They're the top of the list of people who didn't have the perfect, perfect phase one. And it's oh, because okay. they had the toughest roster to play against. And arguably, it's even a tougher set of opponents than what CSULB even had. Because CSULB had 70, essentially a 73% win rate, or their opponents had a 73% win rate. So one, okay. of their, one of their opponents went like two and two, or maybe three and or yeah, two and two, or two wins, one tie, and one loss kind of thing. So it's just a slight difference of who they played, but there is that that statistic that just shows that there is teams who had a very difficult set of matches, more so than others. Like if you look at Maryville, number 13 on the list, they went 4-0, sure. But their opponents oh. had a 52% win rate. So most of their matches or most of their opponents ended up going two and two or somewhere in there oh yeah okay so that's that's just an interesting paradigm yes you went four no but you had weaker opponents iowa state had stronger opponents and they all went three and one yeah they they're yeah they all went uh what is that 75 percent win rate so three and one yep and so iowa state just because they didn't have a perfect phase one, by all means, should not be counted out. And I think that that is going to extend all the way down to the 32 teams that make it. Because everyone, the top 32 teams, are all either 4-0 or 3-1. and one. And Dang, so, okay, yeah. Yeah, so we have a whole... This is literally the cream of the crop. This is everyone who's risen up now there's going to be some discussion. I don't know what the tiebreaker is going to be between like between team 32 and team 33. So like Bronco Esports Gold and Ontario Tech University, they both went three and zero. Their opponents both had a 58.25 percent win rate. I would imagine that I would imagine the easy way they would have a tiebreaker would be to um, separate them by. Um their round differential um so if one team's round differential is higher than the other then they'll just place them above the other guys so i believe that's how they might do it yeah assuming they take the assuming they take the easy route they could have something else totally planned out um but that's that's going to be my guess yeah i mean and that's what makes sense it's going to have to be something like round differential and if by some miracle they have the same round differential. That would be absolutely insane. I would imagine that it would have to go to like a best of one at that point to be any reason of fairness. 
Yeah. But the thing thing is, is like, that's the same situation for teams 32nd through. Sorry, you cut out right there. Yeah, team 32 through 37. So they're all 3 0 or 3 0 1 with opponents who had a 58.25% win rate and their opponents are. the next statistic that they have, which is just win percentage, 75%, which there's as far as how Battlefly displays the data, they don't have any differential stat, any stat that would really set them apart. And we're talking, what is that, six teams? Six teams, seven teams who are like that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I see what you're saying now. And even then... Uh, 31st place KSU gold they're in the same boat so we have eight teams or seven teams who are statistically identical at least from this leaderboard and we'll have to figure out what that tiebreaker was and we can talk about that next week but so uh, main thing we're getting a whole bunch of really good players showing up to have 210 teams and have the top 32 be either perfect records or 3-0 and and then be playing against opponents who were just as good as they are, like, this is going to be an insanely competitive season. And just kudos to CR6 for being able to put this together and get so many teams involved. Yeah, I agree. Um, anyone listening that's uh, in my chat right now, um, can you guys let me know when exactly the Premier League starts? Because I don't have it on the top of my head. And I noticed some of y'all are in here. So if you guys, I don't know if any of you guys could let me know. Tomorrow, it starts tomorrow. Yeah, so this was the end of phase one. This was week four of phase one. And then the next matches are already set. So, I mean, I can bring that up. Or start looking at Okay. Looking at phase two. I was under the impression it started next week, but I guess it's tomorrow. I guess I was a week behind. Well, next week. tomorrow is next week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Okay, I guess I got that terminology mixed up. Okay, so tomorrow. Um. Yeah. Uh, do they have the brackets out? By I don't any chance? think so. I don't think so because. Um... I believe what XPR said was that they are determining the top 32 teams to make it into Premier League tonight. Okay, that's really interesting. Okay, those so the last two teams are playing tonight. That's why they don't have the brackets out. Oh, that's is that what you're saying? No, no. So what I'm saying is the week four ends tonight, and if there's teams who haven't played yet, unless they are going, unless they're a team that can go three zero and one. Or four and zero, um, the top thirty-two is set. But we have to wait for the official calculation of where every team fell and who's going to be in the top thirty-two positions. So, uh, per XPR tonight um, or this morning uh, in the CR6 channel, um, he said, "If you went, if your team went four and zero, congratulations, you are selected to join us in the Premier League. Full listings later tonight for everyone." So. Uh, I haven't seen any other updates from the CR6 channel, so I'm assuming that we haven't decided on the top 32, but Phase 2 is going to be starting tomorrow. It's seeded four weeks of play, so 
this is the final week of phase two is going to be shorter than the others. So but if we're going back to our Thursday recording, uh, we should actually be able to comment on the final week of phase two with all of the data as much as possible, which will be great. So phase two is October 28th through November 22nd. Okay. Now, I would assume that if it starts tomorrow, that they need to have the brackets out by tonight, whether yeah. it be, you know, whether it be in the next hour or 3 a.m., um, I, I would hope that they have it out by tomorrow. Maybe they'll have it out by 6 a.m. tomorrow. Who knows? But um, people are going to need to know this kind of stuff if it starts tomorrow. So, yeah, I will I, be on the I'll be on the prowl for that bracket to be out and we can take a look at it. So, yeah, no, it's going to be a lot of fun uh, seeing these matchups. And if it's seeded, I mean, we're looking at like um, CSULB going up against that 32nd team. Uh, who was it that I said? Excuse me. They were, I mean, we're still looking at a 4-0 team going up against a 3-0-1 team that had opponents who were higher rated than the opponents of CSULB. So it's going to, <laughs> even even first versus 32nd is going to be a banger. Okay. Um, one of my teammates said... Uh... Tamu Tamu would be thirty second. You mean thirty second seed? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. Tamu's gonna be thirty second. Oh, that's seed. right. That's right. That's interesting. Because Tamu and um, the finalists from last year they got a the phase one bye. So is it be? Are you are you saying you are you guys the last seed because you guys skipped all of phase one? So they got so they just kind of put you at the bottom seed. Kind of makes sense. Oh uh, yeah, that's what they were told. Okay, okay, that that makes sense. That's fair. Um, since like you guys don't really have any stats from phase one to be put in the league, um, so so just put you at the bottom of the, of the seed. So we get to see last last year's spring runners up go up against season one's runners up, essentially. In the first <laughs> yeah. week of phase two, yeah, that's that's going to be a huge match. <laughs> yeah, I, I hope you guys are ready. Oh, and actually, I'm seeing some stats shift around on the brackets. So that's interesting. like as of like 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 real time. Yeah, like well, I, I just refreshed the page, and now Grand Canyon University is rated at first place, and CSULB is down in fourth place. So, uh, oh, you know weird. what? That's when I when I brought this page up originally. That's how I had it. So when you brought it up before we started the podcast, and when I brought it up, they must have switched it. Oh yeah, um, that's funny. Dang. So I, I've been looking at the I've been looking at the GC at one for a while now. Well, it just means that they're figuring out that roster, the set teams for phase two's seating right now. So that'll be exciting to see how things get organized at the end of the night. Yeah. So if they, because so if Grand Canyon stays at number one going into Premier League tomorrow, which obviously they are, um, so GCU and Tamu essentially. I mean, yep. by in theory, are going to be playing each other. Yeah. Okay. Well, Jake, I I hope you're ready. 
uh, you can play GCU. I think you guys. I I I think you guys will win, but uh, obviously with them being four zero, I hope you guys are at least uh somewhat weary of them. I apologize. My stream is chugging a little bit, and I'm trying to figure out what's up with that. But that's so okay. that's, that's basically CR6. We're wrapping up phase one. We're figuring out who's going to be facing who starting as of tomorrow. And I believe a lot of those top teams actually have streams for their games. So if you're in matches, please make sure you're sharing them out on either social media or in the CR6 Discord. I would love to be in and watching them or god forbid i actually have time to join in and see if i can observe a game that would be absolutely incredible so feel free to reach out to me if if that's a thing that you would want is having another person observing and watching and recording i'm happy to do so um it would be a great way to get for me to get more involved with cr6 so um trying to think is there much else to say about cr6 there's more stats coming up but i, I really want to get into phase two and really start talking about the seeded best teams so that we're not kind of looking at the phase one teams who are like playing really weak opponents consistently and being like, Oh, this team overperformed now with the start of phase two, we're looking at the best of the best and we want to start highlighting those stats. So I think that's going to be a, a, a more interesting part that we can add into the podcast going forward. Yeah, I think so as well. Well, how about you take us in on how the U.S. national matches went? Yeah, so if you guys aren't aware, uh, Pro League right now is kind of on a on a pause, uh, getting ready for finals because last week was the last uh, couple play days of of Pro League. So the only thing that's going on right now is U.S. nationals, and uh, we had a couple matches this week. Um, which determined who's going to land, which is going to be in Vegas. So um, we had Dark Zero also on, what is today's date? 27th. 27th, okay. So last week, 21st, 25th. So last week we had uh, DG uh, and EG play. So Disrupt Gaming and Evil Geniuses. Sorry to confuse you guys. Um, and we had Dark Zero and... Uh, a team called Bra played, which we talked about last week. Um, so, DG playing EG, <laughs> kind of funny to say, but that was actually a really good match, and it was actually huge. I mean, even though the Disrupt Gaming lost, it was, it was actually huge for them um, because it kind of shows their their standing as a team right now. Because the Evil Geniuses, they're a strong team, uh, no doubt, um, and the fact that they they lost barely, they they went eight and seven on Villa and seven and five on Bank. And people are like, oh, you know, EG winning, that's no surprise. But that says a lot about Disrupt Gaming because if they make it into, I think they're make, going to relegations. Am, am, I, am I correct about that? If they oh, go to relegations know. this season, like that, that, that means that they, they have a total possibility of actually making it into Pro League. Um, because if they're that strong against EG, they they have a huge chance to win against the Sonics um, that are going at that are going into relegations this season. So um, I'm actually kind of pumped. I would like to see DG. DG's been a Challenger League team for a long time, and I'm I would actually really like to see them make it into Pro League. So 
Um, yeah, I was really was... impressed with their play. I mean, they came out swinging defense three times, three and zero against EG. Like that's that's just nuts on Villa even, and like just to come out against a pro league team three and zero and being able to be like by sight retake and diffuser disable. I mean, that means someone clutched up, made a kill, made some crazy play against someone mm-hmm. a very talented team, and then was able to manage a retake, manage their time, and get, then get to the diffuser. And then the two other rounds that they won in the first three rounds by elimination, like either EG was just sleeping on them or Disrupt Gaming really came out for it. But that's that was my initial take was just that like, oh, EG's like, oh, we got this, no big deal. But then it just keeps going back and forth and I had to go to those three tiebreaker rounds just to solve map one. I'm like, oh, shit. GG is legit. And then you mm-hmm. see that and it's not just a one map one and done because it was the same thing on bank. Like it went five and five. Almost back and forth round for a round until disrupt gaming went for a stretch in rounds eight, nine, and ten. But then EG just clutched up and just ended it right then and there before they could even get to the tiebreaker rounds. But I mean the fact that they made it so close. Any of those rounds could have gone either way, and it could have gone in their favor both times. Yeah, and also, you know, looking at the the actual scoreboard for the match, it, Yeti is just he is one heck of a player, and I think he is he's kind of underrated when people talk about him. I mean, I mean, I don't know about underrated, but I'm in my opinion, I think he's he's quite underrated. Um, you know, he went plus ten for that match, twenty five and fifteen. Um, which was a heck of a lot better than his teammates did, but at the same time, um, Car- Carnage, Carnage B, I think that guy's name is. Yeah, yeah that guy had f- that guy got four plants down by himself. So that that's pretty impressive, and, and to say the least. And those guys, I think EG kind of went in to just frag out, um, while DG went in, disrupt went in to to play more. Um, we just need to get the plant down because I think that they knew that they may not be able to like out frag these guys. And so they were, they were more banking on to just getting the plant down and hoping that they win the round. So, which makes sense, but uh, MVK really popped off as well. So I think that's what hurt them. I, I could see it being almost like a specialty of a team being able to say, our thing is just to get the plant down and play the retake defense. Like if they're, better on defense typically i would i could see them taking that same strategy on when they're on the attack just being able to go we're going to get the objective planted and then we're just going to treat it almost like we're defending anyways and just rely on their strength is that something that you've seen before yes um when a team isn't exactly like I mean, it's just it's just a good practice, you know. Like, if you know that like your team can't outgun these guys, you're you're gonna out strategize them. That's just how it is. Um, you, you know, it's it just means that you're not going to go in there looking to take gunfights. You're in there to focus solely on the objective. Um, you know, if you have to you have to get into gunfights to um, to get to the objective, you know, that's fine. Um, but they're going to be they're going to be in a group and they're going to be able to you know take out any roamers because they're probably going to be five main roam clearing um by the, you know as a team so 
it's just how teams play that are more um, objective oriented. Yeah, I, that that makes a lot of sense. I, I hear a lot about teams that frag out, and but you don't hear necessarily ones who are very specific about the objective. But I think this is my first exposure to a team that seemed to play that way. Yeah, I mean, you don't see it a lot in Pro League because, um, you know, everyone's around the same skill level, so they kind of play it. They play the game normally, you know. Um, but when you get a Challenger League team. Um, up against a really good pro league team, um, you know, there's kind of the just the intimidation factor, you know, by itself, you know, like you know, oh crap, you know, we're against these 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 guys, and you know, they're insanely good, you know, it, and going into it, they're probably like, okay, you know, we may or may not be able to 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 frag these guys, um, except for Yeti, you know, Yeti was like, okay, guys, like. I, I know you guys are probably not going to be able to win many gunfights against these guys. So what's going to happen is, you know, I'm going to entry frag, you know, and you guys are going to come behind me. We're going to plant. We're going to get planted down as soon as possible. And then we're just going to play off that. And that's just looking at the stats is exactly what they did. Um, They pretty much just escorted Carnage in. Carnage got the plant down um, and then they, they played off that. So. I think one of the other stats that you can look at to see the difference in play styles is the one one versus X column on the uh, match sheets. You see yeah. that EG had Necrox with one versus one versus one X and Geo with two and Modigo with one, while Yeti's the only one out of all of the rounds that they played to have a one versus X on his tally sheet so it's very much mm-hmm. just like play it out as much as you can but it feels like whenever they were able to play their game they never had to worry about that one versus x or i would like to know what their their essential win win percentages were in a situation like that the fact that they didn't do it is ind- indicative of their play style but i want to know how many opportunities they had for it. Oh yeah, because this column, it, this column um, depicts the number of wins. So like this column means that they won that one VX. You're saying that you want to see all the stats of everyone who got put in that one VX, regardless of if they won or lost. Right, and I want I, specifically like maybe Yeti only won one of nine, or maybe like Spades, Carnage, Thumbus, and Reed were always alive together, so they never had that opportunity. That paints a very different picture than just who pulled it off yeah i mean for all we know every round that they won it was always the four of them alive so it was never they were never at a disadvantage or they just always had more numbers than eg did in those rounds yeah i I, yeah i can see that Yeah, so I mean that that was a great matchup to watch. I was excited to see EG be challenged so much, and like after our previous conversation last week about how EG was kicked out of going to Japan by Team Reciprocity, because I mean you were excited to see Reciprocity going to Japan and see what they're made of on land. Seeing EG also being pushed to this level also gives me a lot of hope for those. Uh, contention matches the relegation matches coming up yeah absolutely um 
with the the relegation matches coming up, I don't know. Are they, I think they're going to happen after the Pro League Finals, if I remember. Um, so I'll be interested to see how that goes. But uh, so the other the other match that happened with the U.S. the U.S. Nationals was the Dark Zero versus Bra. Now this was kind of a an interesting match, as uh, you said that on an interview. Bro said that they didn't have any strats going into the match, which is yeah. a huge. Which, by the way, if you're watching and you have any, you're not a very you're not into pro league very much. That's a big no no. Um, that's just kind of that's. Um, it's it's like going it's like going into a football game like an NFL game, and not having a playbook. You know, you're just kind of running the ball to run the ball. It doesn't make any. It doesn't make any sense. So, uh, it's really, it's really no surprise that Dark Zero won two zero seven three seven one. It was pretty much just a curb stomp um, on Bruh. So I don't, I don't understand. It, it it baffles me. Like why? You know, this was this was the match to go to LAN and you go into this match against the number one team in North America with no stress. Like, I don't get it. Like, why? What was your reasoning? What was your logic behind that decision? Have you been doing, have you been going into every match with no stress this entire time? If you have, why choose now? I mean, if you have been going into these 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 matches with stress, why choose now to not go with any stress? Was this... Was this a like? Was this a troll? And like, you guys just knew you were gonna lose, and so you were just kind of playing it off, like, you know, kind of giving everyone a justification excuse and like why you were gonna lose. Like, I don't, it, it that that really that it kind of bugs me. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, it but, sounded uh, it sounded like uh, it wasn't so much just this match. This was it was commentary made during the match, so you can actually go back and if you watch the VOD as the matches are getting started and like i believe it was during the map ban phase where the commentary was happening it was like it was a a pre-game interview with bruh that wasn't aired that one of the commentators did and he was just saying that saying that bruh came into this match no strats like they they just want to play their game and they're all really good at r6 and they know the game i believe is a direct quote from what the commentator said that they were just going they didn't have strats they were just going to come in and play I don't know if that was their approach to all of their matches as a team or if it was just this specific one. I got the sense it was just this match. Um, but still, yeah, and that's but still. that's the point I was making earlier. Like, what had they been doing this the entire time, or did they just choose now to not go in with with strats? You know, like, I, it's just I don't know. It's it's baffling, but yeah. And I mean, like you said, this is opportunity to go to land. This is opportunity to make a bigger name, a splash for your name, make some more headway for visibility with yeah. This 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 could have been other teams like this could have been yeah, some break. Exactly, exactly, exactly. This this could have been an opportunity to get your team on the board, whether it be like you said, sponsors, um, possibly even an organization signing some of you guys, like or the entire team. Like who knows? You know. Um, from what I hear, a hundred thieves is is looking to come invest in in siege uh, coming soon, and like, uh, y- you guys kind of threw that opportunity away. Um, 
so i don't that is actually know. really you just dropped a bomb right there like that's that's insane <laughs> i hadn't even thought about the implications of 100 thieves not buying into the call of duty franchise league it's like well that money's got to go somewhere. yeah that was got to use it for something r6 sounds like a perfect reason to do that yeah so yeah so those of you who who follow 100 thieves or call of duty fans you guys know of nate shot he owns 100 thieves um they recently pulled their entire organization out of the cwl because um they they realized that it, was, that it wasn't worth it because cwl is getting pretty ridiculous um and so now um his you know that that money for competition has got to go somewhere else and right now with with the the growing league and the growing like community um rainbow six siege is, a, is an excellent investment opportunity and i believe he has actually like mentioned interest um in this in this league so there is a massive possibility that if he finds the right team to invest in um he's gonna do it um, but he's he's a very a very astute businessman and he knows that the cost of the seed or cdl that the abbreviation uh like that that cost for his his business that was too much for him to do right then and there like in a couple of years i could see if 100 thieves is as successful as they have been and pushing content pushing lifestyle pushing everything that they've been just exploding on over the last year really I can see mm-hmm. them going in, going and investing into the new into the franchise. But as he said in his video, uh, when he said that they were not investing, it just wasn't the right business call for them right then. And imagine that the cost of getting a CR6 squad is a much more um, viable strategy, considering he was already doing that with a Call of Duty team. Mm-hmm. And so for Bruh to even come into this game, like. Maybe that was their strategy throughout all the matches that they've played of just being like, oh, yeah, we're good. We're not going to worry about this. We'll watch some of the other VODs. We'll talk about it. We're not going to practice. We're not going to like really call things out and stuff like that. But when you're getting this close, this close, wouldn't you consider a team dinner? Wouldn't you consider like hopping on Discord and really trying? To me, it just doesn't sound like they tried. You come in and say you don't have strats. Where you don't have a plan, or your plan is not to have strats and just play the game, like that doesn't work. That might work for ranked play because you kind of have to do that unless you're rolling as a group anyway. But this isn't ranked play. This is that next level. You got to show yeah. the game some respect. And show your opponent yeah. some respect. <laughs> also, at the same time, like not only did you throw that opportunity at Lanaway, but you also basically just blacklisted yourself with that interview, with that commentary, by saying, oh, we're just going to play the game because we know the game. Now you just told everybody that might be looking for people to sign on that you don't take this seriously. Yep. Um, so whoever you are that did that interview, I really hoped your career uh, up until now because it's now over. Um, <laughs> that's just the truth. That's just the truth of it. Um, I, I'm sorry, man, but you just, you, you, you ruined it. We can only hope that that whoever did the interview didn't actually speak for the whole team, and maybe there was just that one bad apple that made it impossible for that team dynamic to really succeed on that planning level. Maybe there's some other personal business going on, like so, just some really like heartfelt, serious stuff going on, and we can always hope that that's the case with the players. But 
in the way that it was presented in the 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 way that it was given out to the commentator and it, it just doesn't paint anybody in a good light so i i really hope bra can take a good look at themselves and maybe make a run at going for the wild card uh, seeds in the u.s nationals yeah let's well, we can only hope so yeah, so, I mean, this week we have Phase 2 kicking off for CR6. We have the U.S. National Wild Card happening. So two teams will all be determined this week. Um, that will, Those will be the last two teams going into the U.S. Nationals, and they'll be the final seven and eighth teams there. So maybe Bruh has a chance to run it back this week. We'll, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, hopefully they're lost to Dark Zero and their approach to the game hasn't been completely diminished that they can't make a recovery, but we'll just have to wait and see. Yeah. So you said eight teams total are going yeah. to nationals. Okay. So, so there was three stages. Darks... Uh, there was three stages and there was an East and a Western conference winner chosen for each stage. Okay. And then wildcard is only a week long so that they can determine the teams instead of however long the sta the previous stages were. Okay. Um, other than Dark Zero and EG going, do you have the list of the other teams that are going? Or are they all going to be determined by... Uh, yes, I have the other teams. Let me tab over if my computer loves me enough to let me do that. I want to say I saw Reciprocity on there. Oh yeah, my computer's chugging. This is delicious. <laughs> and my computer is going too slow. You might be able to pull it up on Siege.gg uh, on who, what, what teams have made it there. Is it under? Uh... I believe there's a category U.S. Nationals at the top for matches. There are, unfortunately, there are no. Oh, okay. Upcoming, the upcoming matches for U.S. Nationals, um, Tuesday and Thursday of next week, is going to be um, LG, so Luminosity Gaming versus Okami, and then on Thursday we'll have. Uh, Two-Faced versus Katsu. Um, I know Two-Faced uh, is a Challenger League team. Okami, I've not heard of them. I know... Okay, so I know one player on Okami, which is Benji. I don't know who the other guys are. You got Prompt. Prompted. You got Flak, Kilo, and Layman. And then on Katsu... Okay, I know two of the guys on Katsu. You got Makarov and Nasuke. But Mean Green and Habibi. I don't know who those guys are. Um, they only have four players in the roster currently. I don't know why there's no fifth, but... Um, what if that was just their squad? They just you know, roll into every match four versus five. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so LG versus Okami. That should be pretty good. I know Benji is a pretty good player. Sweet. So, I mean, I don't think we'll see any of... Or when, when do those matches play? Because I thought it was just wildcard this week. Um, it could be the wildcard. I don't know. Um, it just says... on It's on the upcoming page. CHGG. On Tuesday, the 29th, is uh, LG and Okami. And then Thursday, October 31st, is going to be uh, Two-Face and Katsu. So... Looks like we may get a lot of U.S. Nationals this week. Because the wildcard tournaments, like, they're all they're open. So they started yesterday. Or the, so the start time to register started yesterday. Second time yesterday as well. The late sign-up goes until, like, it was only, like, 30-minute window to sign up. That doesn't look right. This is off of play.r6usnationals.com where teams were supposed to register for all this. So um, that <laughs> looks a little weird. I'm hoping that's a copy pasta fail. Yeah, so 15 teams have signed up, 11 have checked in. Yeah, their their website's a little weird, and with how slow my computer's going, I, I'm not able to navigate very well. <laughs> That's okay. Regardless, um, we're gonna keep an eye on those those U.S. national tournaments this week, and uh, on Thursday, Thursday night, we will have better update for you guys on the U.S. nationals and all the teams that played and the results. I guess this week we will at the end of this week we'll find out who's uh going to land, right? Yeah. Out of those, out of those, out of those wildcard matches. So, and then, I mean, last week we didn't have time for it, but I know you recently did a video on droning and wanting to talk about a little was, bit about uh, that, or was it roaming? It was, it was roaming. Roaming. We talked about droning. Yeah. It was roaming. That's what it was. Yeah, uh, I know you wanted me to to talk about uh, uh like a piece of advice every week. Yeah, it would be so, great because I'm garbage. I am still hot garbage at this game, so you don't want to listen to anything I have to say. He's better. Yeah, now, um, uh, so these these pieces of advice that I give are are geared more towards like general general help. Um, if you're listening and you're a high level player, you know you may do things differently that work, um, and that's okay. Uh, my piece of advice may seem wrong to you, and that's okay. Um, but for those of you who need the the help on how to do things, you know, just generally better and have a better foundation on these on these topics, um, then they'll be for you. But for roaming, um, a lot of people tend to approach roaming as a I'm gonna go out and I'm just gonna kill the whole team, you know, without them seeing me. And in my in my opinion, that's that's the wrong way to approach it. As a as a roamer, um. Your goal is to um, is to waste time, and I'll, 
And wasting time is, is huge because if you break it down, every round of siege is dictated by, by time. Um, you know, every attacker is, is fighting the, the time limit to be able to put the, the plant down. You know, you, you don't have to kill the whole team uh, to win the round. If, you waste, if, you, if the timer runs out, you know, the defenders win. So as a roamer, you want to harass, you want to distract, and you want to keep them from planting the bomb. Now, if you do get kills, um, roaming, you know, that's, that's a plus, um, but that's, that's not, your, that's not your, your main objective. Your main objective is to waste their time. So with that being said, um, you know, you need, to, you need to find a place on the map that gives you the best uh, flow around the map. Don't trap yourself in a corner because if you trap yourself in a corner, if you get droned out by the by the enemy team, they're they're going to they're going to trap you there. Um, they're going to keep you there and they're going to kill you. So you need to have an escape plan, um, which is why I tend to bring an operator that has uh, uh, impact grenades or a shotgun as a secondary. Um, which is why I like to play Mozzie because he can make rotates really easily for himself. Or um, in prep phase, you can go around uh, pre-busting open up, oh, um, pre-busting open uh, the hatches around the map. Uh, I like to keep all the hatches open. Um, one that throws the the team off when they walk in, they see all the hatches open, so now they're weary of people dropping down the hatches, um, and they they tend to sit there and watch them for a while, and that that wastes time as well. So. Um, you just need to be a ghost. Um, you know, if if you need to, you need to let the enemy know that you're still there as well. So don't hide in a corner um, and sit there the entire round. You need to let the enemy team know, hey, I'm still here and I'm still a threat to you guys. And what that'll do is that'll keep in their mind, okay, we we need to plant, but at the same time, there's this there's this fucker behind us, and we have no idea where he is, and he's gonna kill us if if we don't pay attention to him. And that's what you want in their minds. And that's that's pretty much the basics of it is is you need to to be that seed in their mind of I don't know where this guy is, but if we forget about him, he's going to kill us. Um and that will that that will win that will win the round for you guys if you play it correctly. So um you don't need to be a super gunner um to play to play a roaming role. Um and you know i'm speaking i'm speaking purely um ranked here so uh comp is a different matter we won't we won't open that 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 pandora's box at the moment but as a roamer and ranked your your goal is to waste time however that may be so take that as you will i hope that betters your gameplay as a roamer um if there's anything else you guys want to know about just let me know and i will be happy to talk about it I mean, that's all great advice, and it really connects to what I heard being casted on the Pro League the last few weeks of just being able to say, like, when you see a team not being able to set up for their approach the way that they wanted because they lost an operator early or because they don't know someone's below them and waiting to just blow a blow a, a hole and then toss up a C4 pack. Like, there is so many opportunities to be able to catch someone off guard and really throw off plans. And if you can get them down to like 30 seconds before the round's over, they have to rush. They have to throw caution to the wind and like not be thorough and not do all the normal checks that they would. 
the more time you can eat up, the more you make them second guess their approach, the more you make them worry about what's behind that corner when they're trying to look forward, they will eventually kind of trap themselves because the objective's in front of them, but there's a mystery behind them and it's just dangerous for them to try and commit one way or the other. And eventually they still have to go. Eventually they still have to try and win the round by getting mm -hmm. the defusal started. That's the thing. Because the round yeah. doesn't end when it hits zero, it ends if you're not defusing. Like, that's the play. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. So, if you have managed to waste their time all the way up until like 30, 20 seconds left in the, left in the round, uh, the team has to make a decision. Um, either they, kill, they, they try and frag everyone out on the enemy team, or you force them to force a plant at zero seconds or five seconds or 10 seconds um and about i would say about 80 percent of the time it doesn't work because uh once you hit zero and you're sitting there planting you can't get off you can't get off the off the plant because once you stop planting the diffuser the round ends and you're done so you have no choice but to sit there and um either wait for someone to kill you while you're diffusing or you get off the diffuser and you you lose the round either way you lose it's a lose-lose situation so and i mean think about that you either have to rush or you have to rush in with imperfect data about the scenario mm -hmm. and then you have to make yourself even more vulnerable by planting and you won't with time running out you're not going to be able to get that ideal plant spot so you're even more vulnerable the idea of that roamer just being this rolling and cascading and building pressure that puts them more and more disadvantaged as the round goes on, especially in those last 30 seconds or so, like that's your job. That's when their heart is racing and they have to put caution to the wind and they have to be vulnerable, more vulnerable than they ever wanted to be. You've done your job. Mm -hmm. That makes playing Romer sounds so much more exciting and I might actually try now. <laughs> I, I always felt like it was like you had to be the, the gunplay expert to just be able to essentially frag out because if you're by yourself, you have to have that perfect approach to things. But if it's more about harassment and more about, I mean, even gathering data from your, for your own team from that perspective, that feels a, a lot more approachable than just being all out gun skill. Yeah, and I actually had actually had one of the guys, uh, or a guy, message me on Discord who watched my video on YouTube. They were like, you know, like I I really like that video. Like, you know, it's something that like I never thought about, but it's just so obvious, you know. And and I was like, you know, that makes a lot of sense. It's just one of those things. Like, it doesn't matter whether it's siege or something in real life. It's just one of those things that's just like so obvious that nobody sees it you know it's it's yeah. the, the answer is hiding in plain sight um and that's honestly the answer to a lot of things in siege um it's it's just a siege can be a huge round of occam's razor and nobody knows it so awesome well if you have anything else you want to say tonight otherwise i think we can wrap it up no, I think that's about it, unless you have something else. I'm all good, so I'm looking forward to some more and some high 
win percentage uh, matches this week for CR6, and then we'll also see what happens with U.S. Nationals and Laura run it back in one of the wildcard tournaments, maybe. Will we see... Will we see Luminosity take on take out who is it Okami or Katsu? Like we got some unknown names coming up, so we're just gonna have to see how everyone stacks up with Disrupt Gaming performing as well as they did against EG. As we start learning more about relegations and where those are going to happen and when those are going to happen, we have some really big potential matches coming up. I mean, how maybe Disrupt pairs up against Sonics or the other relegation team down. Um, I believe it's a TSM. No, it's a Rogue. 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 That's right. Yep. So it'll be Rogue. So some heavy hitters already in in Rogue, and then Sonics. They were showing some promise. So we'll just have to see if they can hold the line. Well, thanks for joining me. Awesome. Joining me, Syntax, and it was a lot of fun. And have to catch up next week. Yeah, absolutely. All right, take it easy. Yeah, you too. Thanks, everyone, for joining us. You can listen to the podcast on anchor.fm slash checkyour6. As usual, if you want to leave messages, it's the same website with a slash message at the end. And we would love your feedback. We would love your questions and comments. So feel free to leave some messages there, and we will incorporate it into the podcast. That's a lot of fun. And thanks for joining us here on the stream, if you did, uh, or if over on Syntax's stream, you joined us there. And thanks for those commenting and helping provide some information on the fly. So we will catch you all next week.